Honey, come on over here, sugar buns. This machine just called me an asshole. Welcome to Love and Hate Radio, where we put the fun and dysfunctional. We're going to do some crazy things. Wait, what am I talking about? We have no idea what we're doing or why we're invited back every week. Because we fuck hay bales and stuff like that, so... Love and Hate Radio is brought to you by Valentine Entertainment with your host, Brandon Valentine. Everyone always loves the stupid bad guy, and that's me! And your co-host, Beej Valentine. Oh, spin my nipple nuts and send me to Alaska. You're not the professionals, okay? Okay. Somehow at the beginning, I muted both of you, but not myself. And then I cracked my knuckles, so like, I'm pretty sure it picked that up. So anyway, welcome to today's episode of Love and Hate Radio. Again with Andy Vargo. Well, hey. Yeah. Yes. We brought Andy back because Beach was so mad at me for, you know... The last week's episode yeah. that we figured we brought Andy back for the you know, unfunny episode <laughs> to, to have some fun and make a funny episode. So, which actually, by the way, I was going to ask BG, I thought you were making a new intro. Yeah, I haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, okay, just checking. Well, we don't have the raw audio from. Well, I the told you we should just do a new part. one because you know we don't want to get Andy all aroused every time Rachel talks. <laughs> you know, it's the echo. I was noticing. <laughs> Oh, it's the echo. <laughs> I mean, I was like, why didn't I recognize that it was Rachel? And I'm like, oh, it's the the extra sound effects. I was like, mm. uh, okay. Anyway, yeah. you need sound Never effects mind. to get off. Is that right? <laughs> That's what he said, yes. <laughs> Audio file taken to a new level. <laughs> oh, my God. Noise-canceling headphones, and I'm good to go. <laughs> Noise-canceling headphones and an echo, and he's it'll get him off every time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Male, female, whatever. He doesn't care as long as it's an echo. Equal <laughs> opportunity employer. There we go. Jeez. <laughs> wow. Ironically, he's gay. So, like, that's what exactly. Yeah. That's what the ironic part was. The fact yeah. that he was, you know, Rachel's yeah. voice. And it's like, um, okay. <laughs> so either, I didn't know at the time, just for clarity, I did not know it was Rachel. So either Rachel's just, voice is manly enough that you... <laughs> right. So that that's could, that's that what we're going to have to tell her. Because actually, she's on the show I'm doing later. So oh, I'll make sure funny. and tell her that her voice that's is That's what we decided. She has a masculine... She has a masculine voice. <laughs> With an so echo. what's that say about Richie? Hmm. <laughs> Richie is kind of feminine sometimes. I've wondered. Oh, maybe that that's sense. what it is. Maybe yeah. it is. She's probably got a big ass strap on. Just oh saying. my Hey-o. god, <laughs> pegging. <laughs> too much. Too much. <laughs> too much. Too much. Uh, we go too far. Yes, yes. I'm just. A, I, I'm kind of <laughs> concerned by the fact that my kid knows what pegging is. But okay. <laughs> I'm not asking that question. I don't want that. Yeah. That's one of those questions I don't want answered. So that was not a question, just a statement that it's disturbing. You know what it is. It gets disturbing when you get to that age. The kids get to that age where all of a sudden you tell a joke that you think is an inside joke that they're not going to get. And all of a sudden they laugh and you're like, wait, Wait, why are you thinking that's funny? Because they know what it is. Yeah. I'm pity the fool. (laughs) <laughs> I need to make that one louder. You do. Yeah. And it, I think, uh, honestly, with him being Mike, I, he was a lot younger than most kids, I think, when he started getting those jokes mm-hmm. because, well, he's my kid and I'm <laughs> I'm not right. exactly a great dad. Yeah. I mean, I've never claimed to be a good father. I mean, I raised him and he actually <laughs> turned out pretty good. I've yeah. actually been very, very proud of how Grab he's Grab him by out. the taint. 
Yeah, see, that's, that's... You know what's bad, though? Even worse is when you start learning those kind of things, innuendos and jokes from your kids. Yes. Mm. yes. Like, I always thought... So, I used to work with this lady that I would always say, like, when it was a really crazy bad day, she's like, I'm up to my ass in alligators, right? And so, when people would say things like, you know, your ball's deep in something, I just thought, you're up to your ass in alligators, like, like you're wading in shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the depth... <laughs> Well, I mean, for you, it would be. Well, but I did not. <laughs> <laughs> funny. I did not realize there's another meaning. I mean, yeah. I taught my mom what a cuck was. Oh yeah, we actually, we have, video <laughs> oh. of it. we have video of it somewhere. We're in a, at a, a friend's party. Oh my and I, I don't know if it was me or someone said cuck. And everyone's like, what the hell is that? And, and then I had to explain yeah, it. Yeah, Beach suddenly yeah. pipes up. And in front of like all these, and I mean, this was five years ago. Right. I mean, this was not yeah, five no, it years It wasn't ago. five years. It was like three or four years ago. It was ago, like right. two years ago. Whatever. I'm not good with math or counting. <laughs> so he's um, <laughs> but it was, it was a little while, you know, I mean, yeah. still, but I mean, he's sitting there and these were all grown adults and mm-hmm. he's explaining what cuck is and they're all like, oh. <laughs> right. And it's like, does this make it worse that the 16 year old's telling you I know. what this is? I recently learned what, like in the last year or two learned what that was. I hadn't heard mm. that. Oh, I'm surprised. Then, I, mean, I know. It sounds like something you'd be into. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Well, and then the other one that I, uh, you know, like Netflix and chill was one I think I learned from the kids. Yeah. Um, not from trying to do that with the kids, just like, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> nah, but sometimes I like to just to make them creep out a little bit. I like to just throw those phases in as if I don't know what they're See, that's what you got to do. You got to put those phrases in yeah. and then like that make them uncomfortable because then they're like, do I try and explain to them what it is or do I just. Yeah. Like when I tell them it's really sunny out, I think I'll wear my thongs today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, they're called flip-flops. I'm like, that is the stupidest word for something, but what? It is, it is. But, I mean, I still call them thongs because I think it's funny, but... Isn't that, like, the British term for it? Well, that's what they were called when I was a kid. When we were really? kids, they were thongs. They weren't flip-flops until we got older. Yeah. Like, until all of a sudden, thongs became thongs. Which is backwards. It's yeah. like... Yeah. It was like, we knew, you know, flip-flops as thongs, and then all of a sudden, yeah. it was like, oh... She's wearing a thong. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And then right. all of a sudden, like, oh, oh that's, that's that. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. a different type of thong. That's I not guess what using I mean. the British terms for things isn't exactly no. ideal these days. But I think maybe what Such it is. Such as a cigarette. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> but I think what it might be is because really, I mean, if you think about it, the, the way a thong goes on your foot, it's kind of the same way it goes up their ass. I mean, if you really right, yeah. I mean, it, it really. I mean, it kind idea. of fits the same way. Yeah, just one of them is through your toe, the other is up your butthole. The same structure. Yeah, it is the yeah. same structure. So, I mean, maybe that's why they called it a thong because of the. Yeah, I mean, now that you mentioned British cigarettes, it's been a while since I've had yeah. a fag in my mouth. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. The the phrase "smoking a fag" means something completely yes. oh, different depending on where you are. Well, there's right. a comedian that has a joke about that. I can't remember who it was, but had a joke about that. That you know. That like basically smoking a fag in Texas and smoking a fag in uh, you know oh, in funny. England are two completely different things, yeah. and you're like, oh, oh that's yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's One true, is having true. a cigarette, the other is killing a homosexual. It's, exactly. it's weird, like right now with the the don't be funny like world we oh, have. Yeah. <laughs> I I went and also because we haven't had live comedy going on, it's going to be interesting to see when we like go back into it. Yeah, like like is there what? just whole list of jokes we can't tell, or can we like? And yeah, that's what I'm worried about, too. Me. It's like, really, because, I mean, it's already, I mean, it had already gotten, I mean, in the, because I've been doing it. Yeah, 10, it's already been getting touchy. Yeah, I've been doing it like 10 years, and there's a lot of jokes that I wrote 10 years ago that I wouldn't even yeah. think about doing now. Like, I wrote oh. one last night, but I don't know if I 
can tell it or not. I've gotten there's a few. I mean, it's one of them. It, it really depends for me. If I if if I think someone's gonna get offended, like mm-hmm. a group might get offended, I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna say it anyway. Yeah. But if I think it's one that it's just nobody's gonna think it's funny well, anymore, then I'll, I'll take that the one. The interesting thing is, I have jokes that are, um, that the category might be a certain group. Yeah. And they're the group that that laughs at it the hardest, and not the people who are offended yeah. for them. Yeah, and, and like, see, it's kind of one of those things that sometimes. Always interesting. I used to have a joke that I talked about because it was during. Uh, you know, when I, when I wrote the joke was like when gay marriage was finally like starting yeah. to get okayed and I wrote a joke and I'm like, I'm all for gay marriage, whatever. Let them suffer like the rest of us. But <laughs> the problem that I had, I'm like, but how is the divorce going to work? Cause you all know in a divorce, the vagina gets the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So how is this going to work? If there's no vagina. It's just, bottom. you know, well, yeah, it's at the bottom or is the judge like, right. okay, drop trowel. <laughs> okay. You've got a smaller dick. So you get the money. I mean, yeah. And then how does it work when there's two vaginas? I mean. Yeah, that's, your labia is bigger. I, you, know, yeah, you, you look more like a man. That is like a complete quandary, yeah. right there. I mean, that's like, kind of what you know. So that was a joke that I wrote back then, and I mean, it was it worked. Yeah. But then it was like all of a sudden it, that people started getting more and more offended, and I'm mm-hmm. like, eh. So I kind of stopped using it. But I mean, there are certain honestly, if it was a crowd, the the crowds where it did the best was I did it when it was somewhere in Seattle and pretty much I was the only straight person there oh and yeah. I did it there and it killed right and I mean because they get it they think it's funny yeah you know because it, and that's where you found a lot of those you know I did a joke when I was you know did comedy as Mike James and I did a, a joke where I was I was the only white guy in the whole place mm-hmm. I was it yeah and I did the guy said my name wrong and so I like screamed in the microphone when I got up there. I'm like, it's Mike James, bitch. And like the whole crowd was just like, ah, you know, yeah. and I got him right there off the, the, the start. But I mean, right. it's just sometimes, you know, and Puddin used to have a joke that he would do that, you know, said something about, weird, you know, yeah, <laughs> about joke thieves. And he's like, oh, I don't thieve. Thieving's for black people. And what was so funny is it's racist as all hell. Right. But. <laughs> But in a room, you know, an urban room, as they call them now, um, it, it would kill every time. Yeah. You know, I have a stupid white guy like urban that. Rooms oh, now, I've heard it a couple. Of, they, yeah. They, they try throwing weird things like that. Urban rooms, whatever. Urban like, room just sounds worse. It does. I mean, yeah. it really does. But I mean, I don't know. I've tried to stay out of this whole thing. I've tried. I've on, on Facebook. There's only like one person right now I'm trolling because I'm bored. Right. But I mean, I try. I haven't gotten into any of it because I mean, I. I can see both sides in certain ways, mm-hmm. but there's things on both sides that I see wrong in a lot of ways. So yeah, it's well, kind of like, but yeah. if I don't, if you don't fully agree with one side, you're like, you, you yeah, know, that's, that's like whatever. the post I've seen a few people copy and paste is the whole, if you're, you know, if you speak up, you're this, if you're quiet, you're that, if you speak for the wrong side and it's like this, yeah. you know, which is kind of like, I'm just uh, like, I don't know what to do here. I just want to have fun and hang out with friends and yeah. so make I the just, world a better place. Yeah. I just keep posting my normal stuff. And, I mean, you, you know, the, the try yeah. and be positive well, right now with everything going yeah, on. Yeah, which but. is the – I think everyone needs positive, so positive's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I did write a new joke, which is uh, – it's uh, – I think it's Shut funny. up and touch the monkey! <laughs> no, but I – because right now <laughs> it's like – They'll call you racist if you don't even, like, if you're not attracted to people of certain races. And I'm like, mm. I don't see what the problem is. I've never been attracted to black women. It's not racist. It's gay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is, that's pretty good. Well, it's one of those things that's actually funny because I was, I was talking to a friend a little while ago and it was like, you know, he, I, I was, you know, asked if I'd ever been with anyone who wasn't 
white. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, but it wasn't because of really like, yeah. it, it was because it of just options. Be who you meet. And, well, yeah, exactly. It was options. I mean, I grew up in a town where I think the first time I met someone who wasn't white was like seventh grade. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of like, you know. I'm trying so, to think if there's anything I haven't been <laughs> Well, but I mean, that was just kind of funny. And then and it was like, you know, and then I've been married since I was, you know, 22. Right. Yeah. So it, it wasn't because of, you know, because I didn't like it, though. It was just options. I mean, right. it's, you know, and that's kind of, you know, and the person kind of gave me a look like, oh, you're horrible. I'm like, no, it's options. It's not, you know, I didn't go looking for them. I, you know, whatever was there in front of me, you know, yeah. whoa. you know, usually was. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had a guy tell, tell me I was racist because I didn't want to go fool around with him. And this is in a, in a bar like at 1 a.m. And he's like, you know, hey, do you want to go find a place to fuck? And I'm just like, uh, no. And he, he was like, he, he told me I was racist. I was like, no, actually it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact that I don't know who you are. You yeah. look like you're really dirty and <clears throat> wasted. I mean, just like... That's not how I choose who to hang out with. It's just who's closest to me in the moment. Yeah, and that's oh, kind of what you hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> hang out with. And, and that's what you get a lot of times with it. You know, it's so funny that, you know, you get that kind of stuff where people are just like, oh, well, and they automatically assume. It's like, no, it's not because of that. It's yeah. because you just, you're not attractive to me. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, well. Yeah, no, and I, I, that's one thing. I'll be honest. I mean, being married for way too long. How old are you, Beach? 18. So 19 years. Um, <laughs> I thought you said 17. <laughs> no, it was 19 years. Um, it'll be 19 years in August. So oh, cool. Um, but yeah, being married, I, I don't think I can handle the dating scene now because it just it seems like no matter what you do. Yeah. No, this is I I had I was so I got back on a couple profiles in the last week or two. I know you were talking about that last yeah, week about getting on a few of them. So I flipped. I was flipping through last night and I was just like. Because I haven't spent a lot of time, like... Have you tried Farmers Only? I have not. <laughs> okay. But, uh... Squeal like a pig. <laughs> I am the clit commander. No, he's not. Oh, my God. No, he's not. <laughs> I, um... <laughs> so, I was, uh... But I was just like, oh, my God, these are the worst... Pro- like, like, oh, these people just look so desperate. And not even because of how they look. Like, it's nothing about their appearance. It's what they choose to put... The pictures they choose. Was it John Rice? No. What? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> left, left. <laughs> um, no, it's like uh, how many times can I swipe left? Like one guy had a picture, and he it was a picture of him and another guy, and then in the text it says, "The other guy in the picture is my my partner who died a couple years ago, and I love him very much." And I was just like, "Yes, well, clearly you're not ready for like, yeah. is there going to be like?" Can like, you use a Ouija board to ask the fucking Yeah, like, are yeah. Creepy? is this going to be an open relationship with a spirit? Like, like there's just, like, what the <laughs> hell? Is this going to be a three-way with your spirit, dead spirit? Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and the, like and phone then, sex with a Ouija board? Like, yeah. <laughs> or, like, four of the same picture in front of, like, this, a mirror or the same picture with four different frames around it. How like, long would that take? Oh, oh, H. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. <laughs> That would be Oh my gosh. Oh. And then what if your hands were going like yeah. Your hands start cramping. I mean how do you use the other hand? I mean you need both hands on the thing. Right. So I mean it's yeah. It's hard to do a Ouija board with one hand. Ectoplasm. It's kind of yeah. <laughs> ectoplasm. I've been slimed. <laughs> I don't know, Ray, no normal ghost could do this. 
Wow. <laughs> oh, see, that actually, what's, what's funny is it reminds me of a, there's a book called Cold Heart Canyon. Okay. And it's by uh, Clive Barker. Okay. You ever heard of Clive Barker? I, I know the name. I don't, I'm not. You, you ever Will seen there him? be boobies? No. Well, there was boobies, actually, kind of. It was weird. Um, mm. you ever see, you've seen Hellraiser, right? I have not. You've heard of Hellraiser? Yes. Hold on to your butt. Clive Barker's the guy who wrote Hellraiser. Okay, gotcha. So Cold Heart Canyon, and he's insane. Clive, I love Clive Barker. Total nutball. But um, his books are amazing. But uh, in the book, there's a guy who goes to uh, a a mansion in L.A. in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And basically, there ends up being huge parties, but they're ghosts. Like, nobody's there. They're, oh, they're just, wow. And then, like, hmm. huge, like, orgies, but with ghosts. And, I mean, it's like, some of it Sounds gets like very weird. like California. Like, he gets sandwiched in one of them. All of a sudden, he starts, you know, you would enjoy some of the, the ghost ones. It's like, <laughs> whoa. And uh, Clyde Barker. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. <laughs> Special delivery today. I'm so glad to have Beach back on the oh, controls. It's all right. he's, he's on the controls this week. But in, in the we book, it's um, Clyde Barker, he's very... He's like Stephen King, but sexual. Like, okay. I mean, his books get like, huh? Let's check that. And out. I mean, he goes different routes too, because Clive, <laughs> Clive Barker, he he's he's gay. I mean, openly, he's a great artist. Oh, gotcha. I mean, he's a great artist. He's a great writer. He's everything. So when he goes, he goes down routes that a lot of writers want it, mm -hmm. because he'll go into that kind of stuff, and people are like, oh my god, it's gay sex. And it's like whatever. It's freaking hilarious. Right. Yeah. But I mean, the way he write, writes it, and I mean, he's just yeah. Mm -hmm. So he'd be one you like, but he's Stephen King. Stephen King wrote, writes that Clyde Barker scares him. Oh, <laughs> I mean, because he's homophobic. No, because I'm Clyde Barker goes. <laughs> Clyde Barker goes down a very dark. I mean, Hellraiser. I mean, you've yeah. seen what that one's about, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll have and to. He's that's one I'm of his way game. behind on like a lot of movies. Um, that's so. from 1982. Yeah, I'm way so, behind. Um, <laughs> but uh, the he's books. currently in like the 1800s. He's reading. Yes. He's reading Moby yes. Dick right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> got it. Yeah, no. But <laughs> I have read that. Very disappointing. It's not what I thought it was going to be. About. <laughs> ah, Although yeah. it is funny that it's a sperm whale. That's it is. It is, it is. It is. You thought it was going to be something else. Yes, he did. Genitalia. I'm just when you when you Google sperm, semen, and yeah. dick, and mm. and that's what. Your combination comes up with Moby Dick yeah, and right. Sailors, and and you were all excited. You're like, it's this hits every button. No, it yeah. doesn't. No, it didn't hit any of the buttons. But yeah, yeah. I don't you know. I, that's when you lose some, yeah. right? <laughs> I was gonna say that's one I never read. I just, uh, just I, I, I know most of it. I've read like the the clip notes. Remember those? Yes. You know when we were younger, I read the clip notes, but that was it because I'm just like, okay, it's just, it's, I'm, I, and I don't have a problem with long books. I've mm -hmm. read Stephen King's It. I've read The Stand. I like it, but I yeah. like books that I like. Moby Dick took forever to get into, like the very first, like, I think it was like half the book before I really felt like there was action. And I had yeah. it, I was reading it a lot when I was traveling because it was the one that I had on my like iPod Touch at the time when yeah. that was a thing. Wow. Um, before we all had smartphones, you know, it's like, and so I was, yeah. it was like reading it on post-it notes, like I'd read part of the page because it was the thing I could just take on the plane when I was traveling for work. Yeah. And <clears throat> so it was like, I just read it all the time during that and then. See, that's taking a lot of squinting. Yeah, yeah. It probably. That's why I wear his glasses now. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> My vision was a little better. It was better, then. but then. <laughs> And that's what's weird too now is speaking of the, you know the smartphones. It's like with my college classes, mm -hmm. my textbooks are ebooks. Oh yeah, so you can even read on your phone. It sucks. Yeah. I want a real book. I'm like, and I even asked him like, can I just get a normal textbook? Mm -hmm. 
And they're like, no, we don't do that. And I'm like, oh, wow. I, I like to, because what I'll do is like when I'm go to a class and I have a couple minutes before class, mm-hmm. I'll open the book and start <clears throat> reading it. Yeah. But I, I just, I can't well, read on my phone. So yeah, I'm like, mid- I'm almost at a point now to buy an iPhone, iPad just so mm-hmm. I can read it just off that. Just read on something different. Yeah. I actually prefer to read books on paper yeah. rather than like, even if I, sometimes I've had books where I've gotten a free ebook, like cause a friend has written it or something. And then I've still ordered the book. Um, especially if it's like I want to support them, but yeah. Um, but I would prefer to have a, a hardback because I'm staring at the computer screen all day long already with typing and writing yep. and you know social media and stuff. So it's like my eyes just need a break from that. Yeah, I prefer, and I'm just it's there's something different about a book. It's the smell of the book. It's the feel of the book in your hand. I mean, yeah. it's so different. I mean, that's something I remember as a kid that that was that was my my getaway. Mm-hmm. You know, I could go grab a book and. Um, I'd climb up into a freaking tree, find a little nook. I know I'm crazy. And just sit there and read for hours. That's cool. I never read very much as a kid because I didn't realize I needed glasses until I was, I didn't get them until I was 18. And I just always thought, like I was, I was a good student and I, but I was never interested in reading. Yeah. And I realized it's because when I would try to read a lot, I would, um, I would get headaches or I would just get distracted and yeah. it was because I actually had a hard time concentrating on the story because of, you know... Because you couldn't read Because you know, your my, eyesight. My eyes were working too hard yeah. to keep up and it wasn't... Um, I had perfect vision but I had astigmatism so they focused at different levels so and see that was my problem I had astigmatism and I was 16 or 17 when they figured it out because, yeah and how my mom finally kind of got an idea because I was still love to read mm-hmm. but she came into my room and literally she's like do you want me to hold the book on the other side of the room for you oh wow and I'm like what are you talking about because I had the book as far as my arm would reach wow yeah out so I could focus on it mm-hmm. and then finally they're like but you know my mom's like the last time we took you to the doctor you have perfect vision yeah because I always had perfect vision because when they do the school test and stuff that you know they yeah. measure them each separately and then yep. like oh it's yeah. more than that well and that's what it was they measure separately but then also they do the thing where the wall i yeah. could sit there and i could stare and i could read you the bottom line mm. from yeah. 20 feet away mm-hmm. mm. but if you got within three feet of me i couldn't see a damn thing right and that was my problem but so that's why i kept the book so far away because i could see it better could see at that it out distance. there so yeah but i've always loved to read so but yeah that was just kind of my and I like to find nice hiding spots. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a spot in my gr- parents' garage that was like a little freaking that I built into a little fort that nobody knew, like up in the like rafters. Right. That I could climb up there because I was the only one in the, that could climb up there. Mm-hmm. My brother was afraid of heights. So it was yeah, the one place the I could go. You would like, yeah, it was the one place I could go and get away from him. Mm-hmm. So I would go hide in places and sit there and read books for hours. And then we didn't have a TV for like six years. Yeah. I broke the TV and then we <laughs> just didn't get another one for my mom's like, well, I guess we don't need that. And we didn't get another one for six years. <laughs> so I'm, from the time I was like probably six until I was 12, 13, we never had a TV. Yeah. So imagine that you survived. Oh, I did. <laughs> Amazingly. You know, I'd go out and ride my bike and stuff like that. You know, crazy mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And, and that was like when I was a kid. We had a TV, but we barely watched it. You know, it's like there might be a show a couple times a week you were allowed yeah. to watch because it wasn't like now where anytime you turn on the TV, you oh, yeah. have anything you can just stream There's whatever you 300 channels or whatever it is now. Yeah. And plus, you got all your, you know, you don't even need the TV. You have all the stuff on your phone and you got YouTube and you've got, right. you know, Netflix and Disney Plus and yeah. every other one that's out there. And now, yeah. yeah. When I, we were kids, it's pretty much you turn on the TV and what was ever on one of the four channels. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we had more than that. We had like, and if there was something major maybe. going on, it was on yeah. all four. It was like, oh my god, the president's on. He's on every. Who channel. is? There's a commercial. There's, there's a comedian that has that. The yeah. president's on. I know. On I can't remember Fox. who it is. That's where I. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is it like yeah. Bill Burr? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I can't remember, remember who, who says that, but it's like. But there is a comedian. Oh my god, he's on every channel. Yeah, I can remember. I think it actually might be freaking Foxworthy. Maybe. Or I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's probably one of those ones that yeah. multiple comedians have that joke. But yeah, it's like, yeah. the president's on, fuck. Which right. means nothing. You That's all, you know, it's like, why <laughs> as well go outside? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. And then, at, at, you know, you'd get the national anthem at like 1 a.m. Yep. When that's exactly what happened. Yeah, the national anthem would play at 1 a.m. and then they basically go into no like a test though. pattern. That was it. All they turned yeah. off. <laughs> Until the morning. Yep. Yeah. That would suck ass. Oh, it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Not being able to watch anything after one. Yeah, I mean, I had when we finally got TVs back. I had I got an Atari, mm. and I had an Atari, and then we ended up finally getting a Nintendo. But yeah, I mean, I had an Atari for years. God, I missed the Atari. Was that the, just a single yeah. joystick? Yeah. That's why when you used to make fun of you know when when we got a little bit older when you play games and you you yeah. move the controller and everyone's like why do you keep moving? Yeah, because that's how cause we, we were used trained. To Atari where we moved it, you know. Yeah. And it was just one red button. Yeah, and one a red joystick. button and the joystick. Yeah. Yeah, we had like. Andy's the... still looking for one red button and a joystick. <laughs> so. But, what? <laughs> That's kind of disturbing. That sounds like some sort of gonorrhea. <laughs> no, I was thinking more of the chocolate starfish was red button. Oh. So, yeah, <laughs> <okay>. But, whatever. <laughs> yes, but no, disturbing. I get what you're saying now. So it is kind of disturbing when you think of it that way. Yeah, you went so a different. Like, clarify, no, I'm not. We went a different route than you did. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I have some sort of like Mandela effect where I swear to God, the Atari joystick has a button at the top. But no, it's like on the actual controller. It is. There was ones later that did have a button on the top. And actually, it was the oh. Pong. Pong. The, yeah. the Twister. Twisting yeah. one had a. It had. Yeah, because originally it was just on the top of the square. Like you would, you had to start the game. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. We had Pong. I remember Pong. Yeah. And then we had Atari, and then the, the, the original, whatever the Nintendo. I always wanted real life Pong, which is ping pong. I mean, really, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there you go. That'd be fun. Yeah. So oh, Nintendo recently released a game called Club Fifty One, and it's just board games. <laughs> nice. Ironically. Wow. Yeah, That's like original. Yeah. <laughs> Checkers! Like, Yay! Exactly. <laughs> they have like all I, this. I can remember on the computer playing chess for hours because that was like, that was the battle chess. Do you remember that? No. That was like top of the line, dude. It was like these really horrible animated things. <laughs> and Commodore when, 64. I was more like, <laughs> how about a nice game of global thermal nuclear war? What, Risk? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Global thermal nuclear. War Wouldn't games. you prefer a nice game of tic-tac-toe? War games. It was a movie with uh, Matthew Broderick yeah, where he basically he started a war game with the war computer that ended up almost starting World War Three. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which is just kind of crazy when you think about how. Yeah. Which is one of those things you think about. It's like, oh yeah, this couldn't happen, and then all of a sudden you're thinking now, going, oh shit. He, he hacked from his house. He hacked in with back when you had to use a modem. It's yeah. like a real like hook your phone up to the modem yeah. oh, and call in he called and it was, into the computer for the yeah. US military yep. and, and started, started a, a game called Global, Global Thermal Nuclear War which literally was he started basically was yeah. they, it was getting ready to fire the nukes at Russia yeah so the so the armies uh, at, at NORAD it looked like like 
Russia was firing on the U.S. and the U.S. was firing back, and they're like on the phone to going, "Did you just shoot missiles?" They're like, "No, nothing's." Yeah. So it was pretty freaky. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting movie, but then you watch it now, and now you're like, oh, shit, that could really happen. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's like some of those. That or, was like total sci-fi where you're like, this yeah. could never happen. This is kind of cool. Who would have thought of this? And then all of a sudden, now you're like, oh, fuck, that could happen. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like recently my like sense of style has been slowly like evolving into Matthew Broderick from Godzilla 1998. Nice. I would have said more Matthew Broderick from uh, Ferris Bueller, but mm, with right. that hat. What was the other? I think ma- he wore the same kind of hat. He yeah. was also in that. Was it Project X? The mm-hmm. Gorilla movie. Oh, I love the monk, the monkeys. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was. They a good sit there too. and they they fly. Yeah, they'd fly and then they then he realized what they were doing to him. Like once they got good at it, then they would put them in the thing and see how long they could fly before they die from yeah, nuclear they war. Were testing what? like radiation. Oh, it was horrible. Basically, the Shut whole movie. Shut up and touch the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But basically, what the whole movie was is that uh, he was t- he was a pilot that got busted for something, and so he yeah. got stuck on this project, and he was basically teaching apes how to fly in simulators. And then what he realized eventually was once they got good enough and they got to the, the a certain level, they basically would put them in a room and have them fly, and while they're in the room, they would let off nuclear radiation. Like they'd been exposed yeah. to a bomb, and see how long they would fly before the nuclear, the radiation would kill. Another them. movie that, and then he he like, liberates all the monkeys. It's amazing. Yeah. It's awesome. Which also what seemed sci-fi until you realized it probably was. It's a really good movie, actually. It's actually a really good movie that he escapes from all. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that's a good movie. He was on a roll there for a while. He was. He had some good ones. Was he in Biloxi Blues too? Was that him? Oh, I think that was that was him. He was on a roll for a while. I just Didn't he kill someone in a hit and run and he get did. away with it. He did. In a movie or in real no, life? No, in real life. No, in real life. Oh, really? He did. It was in uh, Ireland, wow. I believe. Oh. He got drunk. Uh, they think he was drunk. Mm. Um, him and somebody else during some... Uh, during uh, They were filming some movie. I can't remember what it was, and he ended up killing someone. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 But it in was like, like 1984. Yeah, but it was like glossed over because back Dang. then, you know, I mean, it was a lot easier to gloss stuff over like that with a celebrity. Yeah. If that was to happen now, it would be like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm surprised people haven't. There was a comedian the other day that freaked out because they're like, did you hear that Ozzy Osbourne bit at the, the head off a bat? And we're like, that was like in 1978. What right. the fuck? Yeah. Well, and that's like, somebody was talking about something and they were like going back in time. I'm just like, you know, you're going to find crap on everybody oh, yeah. at some point. Yeah. So when you all of a sudden it's like, oh no, they're canceled. They're done. They're out. And it's just like, okay. Oh. It's like if you want me to give you stuff to, to to make you cancel me, I can like show you some videos from like eight years right. ago like, where let's get that, let's that get was that completely like anti-woman, just like you know horrible. <laughs> right. But, incel. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm married. That's I. The, when I first heard about incels, that's what I thought it was. It was just a group of married men. Wait, what's incel? In, uh, in, involuntary celibate. Yeah. So I just thought it was a bunch of married men. Oh. <laughs> It makes sense. It does, yeah, but funny. then I found out no, it's a bunch of really fucking horrible dudes that like hate women because they won't fuck them. That's Red basically. What comes, oh yeah, they're like whore. Like, they're yeah. Some of the stuff that these guys say, you're like, oh, these are horrible people. But yeah, when someone first told me they're like incel, I'm like, what's that? They're like involuntary celibate. I'm like, married men. <laughs> wow. And they're like, no, no, not at all. I'm like, oh, well, that's, I, like, hmm. involuntary celibate. I'm, I've been married 19 years. I, I understand. Right. But not to these guys' level. I mean, you read some of the stuff they say, you're like, there's a reason women won't sleep with you. Mm-hmm. And it's not because you're short. It's not. It's because you're a fucking lunatic. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're horrible. I you mean, fool! Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. No, it's... <laughs> yeah, the first time I heard it, it was one of those. Yeah, I just had to look up. I'm like, what? Yeah, and that's the problem now. Is there's so many different acronyms and so many different things right. that people are like, oh, this, and you're like... <laughs> Coomer. <laughs> you're like, Google. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> Google, what's an incel? <laughs> oh, and then if you What's look up the wrong coomer? thing, you're worried, like, am I going to, like... Yeah. Am, am I going to get... Am right? I on a watch list now? Yeah. I, from doing the, the, the rabbit hole, I'm pretty sure I'm already on a watch list. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff I've had, I've looked up for that. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm on a watch list. I was list. messaging a friend yesterday for and I was just like... I think it was on Messenger on Facebook, and I just thought, am I going to, like, go to... Like, am I going to be, like, put on this list because I jokingly say something like... Oh, yeah. I'm sure like, I'm already on multiple lists. I don't yeah. care. Like oh my god no yeah I don't care yeah if if the men in black come to our door I'm selling you out oh, I know you are <laughs> no no you like do you want passwords I've got his passwords <laughs> I can show you anything you want here's this video where he says this horrible thing about gay people no <laughs> it's this horrible joke about gay divorce it's bad yeah so canceled yeah. canceled <laughs> Oh, I'm sure I'm canceled Cancel all over. Cancel my subscription to your life. Yeah, I'm sure I'm canceled all over freaking Seattle from some of the Your Canadians. free trial of life has ended. Yeah. Yeah, just because they're... Yeah, there's some of them that it's... You're looking at... You're, uh, yeah. yeah I, I never have gone to Seattle very much just because I haven't had the gotten the right vibe when I have gone. I have mm. a couple times in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it just... There was a few people that I didn't, ha- I didn't get along with, and um, they were big into the group, and it, it, there was a really big feel of you, this is how we think comedy should be, mm-hmm. and if you don't fit our mold, then we're going to tell you you have Grab to fit our mold. Taint. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that you have to fit our mold, and if you don't, then you know you're, we're not going to book you. And when they're like, this is, you, this is how your joke should be and this is what you should say. And I'm like, no, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Yeah. And they're like, well, if you keep being like that, we're not going to book you. And I'm like, mm, you'll lick my balls because I'm out. <laughs> this is this is who I am. Right. If you don't like it, fuck off. Yeah. You know, and then it just kind of, you know, I quit getting booked. Yeah. And I haven't been up enough to know which rooms have which vibes because, you know, that's unfortunately it's, it's a big enough city. There should be some that are different. But it's also an hour away, and I'm not serious enough about it. And that's it my thing, and that, that's either, why so. I have an issue with it. Because a lot of them, it's like a lot of people are like, well, come up, maybe we'll be able to put you on, put yeah, you up. And I'm, I'm not like, gonna drive for. A I'm maybe. not driving an hour for a maybe. Yeah. If you're gonna either put me on stage, if you're not gonna say yes, then fuck off. I'll go to Tacoma. Yeah. And that's why I spend most of my time, even when I lived in Renton, mm-hmm. I would drive down to Tacoma rather than go to Seattle. Yeah. Well, and I just, as a city, Tacoma's my vibe. Oh. Like, I just... I love yeah, Tacoma. Tacoma's awesome. It's so much better. But, yeah. It's so much better doing comedy in Tacoma. Because even, like, when I am, you know, I may have mentioned, like, 16 times that I'm looking around to date somebody. But um, <laughs> but even, like, when I date people, it's like, if they're very, like, oh, we have to be in Seattle all the time, it's like, that's not... I live here. This is my community. This is where I want to be. So, yeah. you know, I'm not looking for somebody up in Seattle. If I happen to meet somebody from there, that's cool. But not if they think that's the only place to hang out. No, yeah. Well, that's because so. you're safe in Seattle. I'm like, no, you're not. But, hmm. yeah. No, it's just, yeah. yeah, in Seattle, it's, it's, it's a vibe I never liked. I mean, even, you know, 10 years ago doing comedy, mm-hmm. it was just always that vibe of, you know, just me. Like, no, I would rather, I mean, I'd rather go to Tacoma. Tacoma's where I started anyway, really. I mean, Tacoma yeah. Tacoma Underground 
Mm-hmm. You know, I hosted there for two years. Yeah. You know, Tacoma Comedy Club, I'd go there too. I mean, those were the two my two home clubs. Yeah. And then I'd c- occasionally go up to Seattle. And like I said, even living in Renton, I would still come down to Tacoma. Even even yeah. I would come down to Tacoma rather than going to the show in Renton. Well, yeah, if I lived in, in between, I would come here. Unless yeah. I was like in Burien where I was closer. Maybe I'd go to West Seattle or something. But Yeah, there really wasn't anything. Then, it was even then. It was just, the vibe that I always got from the shows up there was different. I mean, it was just, it's a different. Down in Tacoma, it's a lot more gritty comedy. Mm-hmm. Seattle, it's pretty much everyone's trying not to be offended or trying to be offended. Right. So everything you say, oh my God, I can't believe he just said the word gay. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're not allowed to use that word. Yeah, it's like, how do I, how do I pronounce, do it then? You know, yeah. what word am I supposed to use now? Well, this is the word for this week. Mm-hmm. And then next week when I come up here and do a show, you're going to be pissed because I use that word because, oh, my God. Yeah. That we don't use that word anymore. And I'm just like, well, that was like, uh, it's like I what I saw something last night and it was like, um, it was like, oh, this isn't cool. And then I woke up this morning and it's totally fine and cool. And I was like, I need to check the news every day to know what's to allowed know to what's, be said and what yeah. to do. It's just like, what you can say, what you can't say. Yeah, and I'm like, just like, are you kidding me? I'm who so, I am. If people don't like it, fuck off. Yeah. And it's one of those things me and Matt were on Renertis were talking about this on the whole, like, um, you know, racist thing and all that. And I'm like, I can tell you right now, I grew up, like I said, in my town, I didn't meet anybody like you know that wasn't white till i was like in sixth or seventh grade did i say things or part probably i I can almost guarantee i've said racist things before Mm -hmm. does that mean i'm a bad person now no because i've learned and i've changed right and that's the problem i have with a lot of people going oh look what they did 10 years ago everybody makes mistakes and then if you don't give them a chance to learn and change then you're worse than they are and you can go to hell well that's the thing it's like if people are making bad choices from a place of ignorance or Or lack of exposure. Not I, I hate to say ignorance as if they're just an idiot, but like if they just haven't learned something or been aware, then that's completely different than yeah. than you know sticking their ground with I'm going to be a jerk. Yeah. And if, if people and continue to evolve and learn, then and I've seen a lot of people like that. That you know when you yeah. it's like even in comedy. I mean you've done comedy and everything like that. When you first yeah. start, you have a certain way of doing it, and then you evolve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I go back and watch my stuff from ten years ago, it's completely different than now. Yeah. Because you evolved. Yeah, when I was going through my divorce, uh, I had, I I was joking more about the situation of my divorce, and I realized I didn't want to be dwelling on that a lot. No. But I had to make a conscious effort to make jokes that were about me and my experience dating and moving forward, rather than yeah. the breakup and you know her new boyfriend and stuff like that. Like I was like, I didn't want some of those that are to funny though. But- they are. But, and that's what, it, that is tough. I mean, and that's one of the things, like I said, I mean, I had a time where you go back and listen to some of my stuff probably six, seven years ago. Yeah. And I went very, very anti-woman. Mm-hmm. Like there was some stuff, I mean, probably incel level stuff. Right. But <laughs> everyone, you know, but you look at the time. If yeah. you look at that time in my life, I was having mm-hmm. marriage issues. We were having right. problems. Yeah. And that's where that came from. But then all of a sudden, it's like someone came up to me and they're like, you know, hey, you might want to. And I went back and watched a couple of videos and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is kind of. And I learned and I and I grew from it. Yeah. And that's kind of one of those things. But it's one of those I could see now someone seeing one of those videos, which mm-hmm. I'll be honest, and, they're on YouTube. They're they're private to me only. Right. But I'm sure and, someone could still get to them. And comedy is an expression of what the yeah. comedian is going through. So it's going to be different mm-hmm. at different points in your life. And you see that from and, a lot of comedians. And most art of any form 
is the most expressive when it's coming from a dark place. No. Like, so, and that's why most comedians are like the most depressed people you yeah. know. That's why in our community we have so many people that die from suicide. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. I mean, they are. You know, it's a very that this is our outlet. Yeah. You know, and it's unfortunately a lot of times it's. Uh, that outlet gets the laugh out. It gets the the yep. word out that's on your chest. But it, but a lot of times people in that in that space don't know how to have the the good relationships that they need. So they because they can't they don't know how to talk or open up to a friend. No. And so they're not having the one on one to actually kind of get their hand held through the bad times. But they get up on stage and make light of it. And but it doesn't really heal what needs to be healed inside yeah and that is the thing i mean a lot of us because i mean i'll be honest i even do it is they use comedy as it's our uh it's our therapy yeah you know i don't go to a therapist anymore because i have at times but Mm -hmm. my problem is i've never been able to find one that i can talk to without being like yeah i'm done with you you're annoying Uh, yeah i i would like to go again i had a, a good therapist and then he left me for the military guys so i was really disappointed about that um he uh he decided to switch programs and actually do this program to help military guys like transition out of the service or who had PTSD. So he really did leave me for the military. Jeez. So Ouch. damn. And I had another guy for a little while, but it wasn't quite the same level of clicking. No. And and it's tough. So. And, and it's I've been tough. fine for like that's that was four years ago and then I've been fine. But I've, I started to have these little flashbacks where I'm like, oh, dude, maybe I should like, maybe I and, should go talk to somebody about that shit. <laughs> and it's tough. I mean, I have day, I have rough days. I mean, and honestly, and a lot of times you can see on people's Facebook. When someone's oh, yeah. having a rough day, you can see kind of like posts. And I know there's been a couple of days where I've gone like so dark that people are like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm fine. A lot you of know. times the, uh, the more positive things I'm posting, the, the more depressed the, I yes. am. I'm the same like, way. Like when I say things like, hey, I hope you guys are okay out there. I'm just going, it means I'm not. But, you know, because I do that whole like, well, how can I help somebody else? If I'm feeling this yep. way, somebody else must feel that way. And so I'm the, I, I, I do that same thing. And yeah. for me, it's one of those things. Usually, honestly, when I am being the most positive on Facebook mm-hmm. and everything's like, yay, is when I'm like, I want to freaking. <laughs> you know? right? I mean, it's just kind of, you know, and it's, you know, and usually when I'm posting the stuff with people like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I just thought that was funny. Right. You know, and that's yeah. kind of, you know, so usually it's funny that that's kind of, you're the same way that it's just like, yeah, yeah no, if I'm, if I'm all happy and yeah. cheery Next and everything you else, some positive and be like, dude, do you need help? Yeah, do you need help? <laughs> that was well, way too positive today. And I think what it is, is it's like comedy. We all use that as a, you know, a lot of comedians really, mm-hmm. if you go back, that's what we use as our, our, our defense mechanism yeah. growing up is I was the youngest child. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, you know, and a lot of time, youngest child, children, and even I have doctors when I started getting migraines. So my parents said, oh, it's youngest child syndrome. He really doesn't have headaches. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I just passed out, jackass. Right. But um, <laughs> uh, but then, they, yeah, they eventually figured out that, oh, yeah, that's not youngest child syndrome. He really does have migraines. Right. But uh, I was always, I was like the forgotten child. Mm-hmm. So my parents were so busy. They were doing other stuff that I was the one I was just raised myself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was like was- the only way I could get attention was to do something funny or to you know whatever and that was my way of coping with the fact that i'm alone yeah is to make jokes and get people to laugh and i realized that's how i could get people you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting because i as a kid i always wanted to be an entertainer of some sort because i thought that that was like my role because i was the youngest always trying to do that and then i got away from that when i got i got married young and it was just i went into my career 
And I've just recently started to kind of understand kind of bringing that element of my personality into what I'm trying to do with yeah. life, where whatever it is that I have for a career can include an element of that. Even if, you know, if I'm in sales, I can bring that into my sales calls or, you know, have that type of personality or, you know, with my business, it can be focused on, yeah. you know, motivational speaking, but in an entertaining way. And that's kind of like me with, you know, teaching. Yeah. I mean, I use that same thing. It's one of those things, which is funny because people laugh because I, I have anxiety in crowds. I can't stand a crowd. Mm. And everyone's like, well, then how do you do comedy? How do you do all this yeah. stuff? And I'm like, because then I'm not in the crowd. Yeah, you're apart from it. I'm in front of it. I'm a, I'm, that's what gets me out of the crowd and in front of it. Because yeah. then, you know, and it also gets me focusing on something else. Yeah, and it's also was, interesting. Like, I just realized in the last couple of years how shy I actually am. Like, when I go into a networking event or a new place where I'm surrounded by a bunch of people that I don't know, I'm actually very kind of slow to warm into that yeah. group. Um, it's like I'm extroverted, but I'm a little shy to like jump into those kind yeah. of situations, yeah. which people are surprised by because I don't come across that way once I'm warmed it's up. It's a defense mechanism. Yeah. And like I said, I think being loud and being like the center of attention, it's a defense mechanism that like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. You know, it's kind of also like, hey, don't look at how I screwed up something over here. Look right. at how I'm being funny. Yeah, here. look it's, over this way. It's the sleight of hand. Like, yeah. you know, and that's kind of was a thing as a kid being the youngest when I would do something I would try and make it look like someone else did it or it was one of those like hey look I'm being funny over here don't look at the fact that you know I broke that window over there Just right stop look don't look that way yeah. you know and if I was funny over here then they were looking at me not looking at what I did yeah, and so. it's looking at something where you're controlling the situation yes. you know and that's comedy you, yeah. you're controlling the situation I think that's like why you know a lot of us do it so yeah so while we're talking about you know stuff what Tell us a little bit, you know, let the listeners know. We've, we've mentioned it before. How do they find you? So I mean, you can find me at awkwardcareer.com. Uh, I just went through and updated. <laughs> I just went through and did all of my, uh, redid all of my social media. So yep. it's all, my tag now is all at awkward career, mm-hmm. which that's been the title for a lot of the pages, but now it's all the same handle. Yeah. I didn't have them consistent. So, yeah, I'm pretty much on, on all of the social medias at Awkward Career. Um, and I've got all sorts of good stuff going on out there. I'm almost done with my next book. It's Well, it's done. It's just going through the editing. Well, and that's the one that I, I the emails that I've been getting online, which, which well, aren't happening the, anymore. That one was uh, one of the journals that, yeah. you know, uh, Your Awkward Life Finds Peace. Yes. So that one's done. The one that, um, and that's, that's the guided journal. The one that... Yeah. The one that I'm really excited that is launching in the next couple months here is called Own Your Awkward Life Changes. Mm-hmm. And it's it's basically worksheets that you fill out to work through the process of dealing with a life change. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, it's it's pretty that, – that's going to be exciting because that's actually uh, – it's, it's a program that I work on when I'm doing life change programs. Yeah. And I'm actually coming out with a new program for life change coaching – uh, that is just focused on lifestyle changes. Because I've had it before where it's like, well, you, you know, as I work with people on what they want to do in life, I have this common denominator of people who just want to have new experiences. So the new, the new coaching package will include where we go shopping together and, you know, you have a consultation. You just want to go shopping. I do. Or um, either go to an open mic or go do karaoke. You have nighttime activity. So, so it's basically like, to make them do your hobbies. It, that's You should do a job that you love. And so I will have options where it's like, okay, would you rather, you know, go to music? Would you rather do open mic? Would you rather, you know, 
do, do karaoke, whatever. But the idea is that when you go through a life change, you have to insert yourself into new, new environments, things. new, you know, you might need to refresh your wardrobe, whatever that is. And even if you don't need to completely do an overhaul, just putting yourself in a new situations is so refreshing and feels good. And a lot of people aren't comfortable on just going out by themselves and doing it. So no, so it's, no, and I get that. I get that. That's one it, of those things that's, yeah, so it's designed to get you out of that rut of even if you have friends that you might do things with, it gets you out of that always doing the same well, thing. Well, and I think that's so. kind of like when I started doing comedy was one of those yeah. things I started because Matt did, mm-hmm. and Matt didn't want to do it alone, so he's like, hey, yeah, come with me. Yeah. And then it was like, um, okay. And that's kind of a, there's a few things where I've done where it's just all of a sudden someone's like, hey, come with me. It's like even doing the radio, but mm-hmm. it's like, um, yeah, I need somebody else on the show. Why don't you come in? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know? It's funny how many things I've have become major parts of my life that were a friend saying, yeah, come with you me. should do this or we should do that together. Yeah. And then it's like, and a lot of times, and sometimes I'm I've started, gonna hurt. Whoops. <laughs> sometimes Sorry, I've started stuff that they kept the doing and sometimes I keep yeah. doing stuff. And it's like, oh. And it's just one of those things, finding out what you, you know, you've got to do new things. Right. If you spend all your life doing the same thing over and over again, it gets monotonous, and no wonder you want to, you know. Yeah. Just stop. Oh, my know? God, I know. Yeah, so you got to find find new things to do and all that stuff, and, you know, sometimes with new people. Mm-hmm. You know, get new people, yeah. have fun, you know, do stuff that you normally want to get out of your comfort zone. Right. And that's yeah. the thing, people get all, all butthurt when you don't hang out with the same crowd anymore, oh, you don't do this, and it's... It's like this. If you buy a ticket to Disneyland or you buy a ticket to go see a movie, you know, you might spend two hours watching that movie and it was a good time while you were there, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to go to the movie just because you know it's going to end in two hours no. or you're not going to not go to the amusement park just because it's only a one day pass. You're no. going to enjoy it and have the time of your life while you're there. And then you don't have to be bitter when it's over. And that's no. like with relationships, people are always like, oh my God, this, you know, it's like they think they have to be pissed off about it ending to feel okay with the fact that they're moving on. It's like, no. Well, and it's one of those things I found in a lot of things that I've done where I used to be, you know, in last episode, I know we went on the whole tangent of running and all that. Yeah. So I'm going to go into that a little bit, not far. But (laughs) doing the race. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I was all about the medals. And then oh, I've learned yeah. that it's not, it's about the, the, the experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking about with like friends. It's like sometimes friendships end. Right. But it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It just means that those experiences, you still have those memories yeah. of those experiences that were amazing. Right. You know, and sometimes they end because the person dies. Sometimes they move away. Sometimes it's just you grow apart. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, okay, we, we did all the things we could do together in yeah. that hobby and now we're burnt out on it or whatever. Or someone relocates or whatever. Yeah. And, or you have the friendships that adjust where now, you know, I have friends where we, we used to work together. We'd see each other every day and we'd have lunch and coffee and all this stuff. And, and now we don't have that same thing in common. So we see each other every six months or quarterly. Yeah. And it's a great time when we catch up. Yeah. And I'm not pissed off that I don't see this person every day or that they don't call me every week or whatever. Life when we get together, we were together. We're together but. You see it all the time with people that like yeah. don't want to get out of leave a job that they hate because yeah. that's what they know. Right. You know, they don't want to leave a group that they hate because it's what they know. Yeah. It's like sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to make that just like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done with this. I'm moving on to this. Let's try something new. Whatever. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like we're telling you to, you know, be gay. Right. Like Andy did. Andy went the, the extreme. It He's was like, the, yep, nope. I don't. This hetero thing just isn't working for me. It was the easiest way out. Yeah. Have an excuse that someone can't argue with. Yeah. Sorry, honey, we need to get a divorce. Why? Because I like dick. You ever break up because you both want the same thing out of life? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> 
<laughs> you see, honey, we're alike in a lot of ways, more ways than you know. We both want dick. Right. And you don't have one, so yeah, this isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, soundbite just crashed. So, this is going to end differently than usual. We have about uh, seven and a half minutes left. All right. Awesome. Well, why did you crash it? I was trying to move things, and then the pop-up came up, and now Nothing. it's just not working. Good job, freak boy. Yeah, shut it. <laughs> I was D's organizing gonna, the board. Big D's going to kick your ass. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's uh, what we should do is... Uh, do you want me to crack that open? Let's crack open the book. Yeah. We didn't do it last week. We normally do when Andy's in here. He's got a book that... Uh, um, oh, right when I can't play his theme... <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. What was his theme? It was Around the World by Daft Punk. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had okay. it in the soundboard. And so, yeah. Now it's so, okay. we usually have. I hope I didn't already read this one. So, this is. Well, my... Yeah, explain the book, too, so, so people know. This is I mean, one of my books. Any new I wrote. listeners. It's called Those Awkward One Drive Stands, and it's about my time as a rideshare driver. And it's, uh, it's actually. Um, it's my time as a rideshare driver right here around Tacoma, and so all of these stories are from that. Yes. So, and it's called One Drive Stands. One, yeah, those awkward One Drive Stands. And it's a great book. I own a copy of it. I've read it. I love it. So. so all right. Um, so this chapter is called Two Kids in One Arm. So uh, it's a simple text message. I'm wearing a long pink dress, standing by the mailbox. Thank you. I'll be right there. This is how so many of my new relationships starts. Don't get too worried. They are typically He's the one wearing the pink dress, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't get too worried. They are typically only five-minute relationships anyway. Hi there. Jamie, right? I'm sorry. The GPS had me to the other side of your complex. Yes, that's me. You're fine. I don't know if I want to go anyway, but I already paid the babysitter. Now that I have started the trip, I can see the destination. We are going to the Loose Wheel Bar and Grill. No worries. It's always good to get away for a night out. Going to the Loose Wheel, right? Yes, I have never been there before. Oh, it's a fun spot. I'm just not sure about this guy. Oh, is this a first date? The Loose Wheel does not seem like it would be my choice for a first date, for a first date hotspot, but everyone has different tastes and favorites. I can say they make a killer club sandwich and their wings are the talk of the town. The last time I was there, my friend mixed their stupid sauce, so named for being so hot you'd be stupid to try it, into my ketchup. So in dunking a full tot in, into the trap, my mouth was on fire. Painful as it was, the memories of this place are good and always fun. She may have a better first date than I would have in the safety of a quiet restaurant or coffee shop, checking items off the getting to know you list. Yes, I met him online. That is cool. He sent me a picture of a wad of cash, so I'm not sure what he is expecting. I have not done much on the online dating thing, but that seems odd to me. Yeah, maybe he was offering to pay for babysitting, but he did not say that. It is better than most of the pictures I, I have sent to me. Really? I do not have to think very much to imagine what she is referring to. What is it with guys thinking we need to see their genitalia? I do not know. I guess you do not have to worry about any surprises. I try to keep the conversation as light as possible. I do not date much. It's hard to find a guy open to my situation. I have two kids and, and then my arms, so I weed out a lot of guys. I'm not sure I understand what she means or if I heard her right, but I, under, I can understand that dating with kids is an added dynamic. Well, maybe you will at least have a fun night out, even if he is not the one for you. 
I like your tunes. As the melody of American Pie starts to fill the car, it's karaoke night, so we are going to have to warm up. And out she belts her her version of the song. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. All right, as I pump the volume up a bit and let her do her thing, she is not half bad, a little timid, which is understandable, but she is holding her own. And the three men I admire most, the song comes to an end, and the next tune starts up, Stand By Me. When the night has come and the land is dark, she starts up and then abruptly stops and looks unhappily towards me. Come on, you were supposed to be backing me up. Huh? Me sing? People expect way too much from their rideshare drivers. <laughs> yeah, I said, we are going to warm up, Jamie p- pursues. Oh, I thought you meant you needed the warm up for your date. Come on, sing. I am no good. In fact, I have been told not to sing in public. So you're going to let me just sing alone? Fine, but no promises. On, no promises on quality or refunds for being off tune. Deal. Here goes nothing, I think to myself as I try to sing along. It feels like that awkward moment when they bring cake into the break room at work and no one wants to get into the singing enough to really sing well. I am off key, mess up the lyrics, and almost miss a turn. Uh, As the chorus comes, I figure I should just go for it. I start to belt it out. Still off key, just but just singing the, the way I do when I am cruising down the freeway, alone with the volume up all the way. Finally, we are at our stop. We are pulling up to loose wheel. Using her left arm to reach across herself to open the door, I notice for the first time that her right arm is prosthetic. Now I understand what she was saying earlier when re- after about dating with kids and her arm. She is fun and very nice, so whether the money wad guy is right for her or not, I have no doubt she will find a good match to sing along soon. Thanks for getting a ride, and have, a, have good luck tonight. Thank you. It was a fun ride. There you go. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's what I, I love. It. It's, just, it's, it's something I've never done. Saying karaoke? No, well, no, I'm saying karaoke. It's horrible. <laughs> Last time I got so drunk, I sang uh, Like a Virgin. It was awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought so, and nobody that's else That's funny. So, hmm. so are you telling like me they were almost the whole like acting like an incel thing? Well, yeah, like I said, I mean, I've been married so long, I'm pretty much might as well be a virgin at this point. <laughs> I mean, one of my right. friends has this philosophy where uh, if you don't have sex for an entire year, you get your V card back. <laughs> I've heard people say things like that, like yeah. you can just yeah. reclaim it. You can reclaim it, <laughs> like. I'm taking it back. <laughs> like those women that wear white at their wedding when they have two kids. Yeah, like, huh. It's like the best. I can't believe she wore white. What are you supposed to do? I mean, it's like, should she wear black and have the kids walk out? Like, oh. I mean, it is a funeral. I mean, really, a wedding is a funeral. (laughs) I shouldn't say that I actually perform weddings, but. uh, Right. uh, So, is that you telling me we got two minutes? Um. More like one minute and 15 seconds. All right. So I guess we better get out of here. Andy, had, thank you for coming in. I had to in. improvise. Thank you. It's <laughs> yeah. been a lot of fun. This has been a lot of fun. It's two yeah. weeks in a row, and this week we were actually funny. Beach was on his game, unlike last week. Yeah. Where he, he yeah. kept me from it's going. too bad soundbite crashed. <laughs> yeah, it is. Hey, he, he has fun with the soundbites. He was having fun with those. He does good. Yeah. Um, for all the listeners out there, if you want to call and leave us voicemails um, so that we can play them on air, it's 425-948-3075. Call and leave us fun voicemails. If they're funny, we'll play them. If they're not, we'll probably play them anyway. Um, send us a, 
uh, emails. Uh, it's been a long time since we did a beer, Dear Beach. Yeah. So we need we need some emails on some love advice for the 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 18-year-old. He's 18 now. <laughs> so and now still you still never had a girlfriend. Yeah, you know. Fuck. <laughs> not supposed to tell him that. Ah, so yeah, so up. send emails to valentine.entertain at gmail.com. And thank you all for listening. And all, as always, recorded live at NWCZ Radio in Tacoma, Washington. And I'm out. Call me. <laughs>